Hey guys, what's up? It's your host, Anime Nerd. And first of all, first of all, I just want to say welcome to any of those who is your first time listening to me. So, you know, pretty much I just thought about it. this is my 80th anime podcast. Anime, anime podcast. But anyway, a podcast. And, you know, dang, I really came a long way, guys. <clears throat> I feel like I'm getting better and better as the time goes on and so on and so forth. Definitely enjoying what I'm doing. Looking forward to finally hitting 100. I don't know what I'm going to do for the 100. It probably won't be too spectacular, but I'll figure out. I'll think of something. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and move on. So today's topic is I wanted to, you know, talk about my top 10 or top 10 anime that I would recommend mecha anime pretty much. Pretty much what's a mecha anime, anything with fighting robots. Those are like my favorite genre for some reason. Ever since I was a kid, I love mecha. So I'm going to do top 10 mecha anime that isn't Gundam. Because anytime you hear the word mecha, people automatically assume Gundam. Don't get me wrong, Gundam is a great series. I love Gundam. But that's not the only mecha series that is out there. There's plethora and plethora of mecha series. So my list is, truthfully, I wrote down close to 15, <clears throat> but on, to keep it kind of short and not too long of a podcast today, because I'm feeling underneath the weather, uh, I condensed it down to like 10. Reason being is because, like I said, it kind of hurts to talk a little bit, so forgive me in the meantime. Sorry about that. And... So there's no order on which one I would rank. I would interject on ones that I really recommend people watching. Um, so the first one, a lot of you guys might know this. Um, Gurren Lagann um, came out in the uh, 2007. It was a really pretty good anime. I really like how they had like this one guy of a character. And I'm not going to get too much of a spoiler, but it kind of switched to how it focused on two main characters and something happened so on and so forth but so first thing first is i'm gonna go ahead and give you a background so simon and kimina were born and raised in a deep underground village hidden from the fable surface kimina sorry guys if i'm butchering his name is a free spirit loose cannon bent on making a name for himself while simon is a timid young boy with no real inspiration one day while excavating the earth, Simmons stumbled upon a mysterious object that turned out to be a ignition key to an artifact, ancient artifact of war, which the duo dubs Lagan. Using their new weapon, Simmons and Kimo fend off surprise attack from the surface with the help of Yuko, a hot-blooded, red-haired, red-headed wielding a massive gun who wanders, you know, who wanders the world above. So pretty much that's the basic synopsis of it. It gets pretty involved and deep and definitely something that tugs on your emotion. I would definitely, definitely recommend, you know, recommend watching it for everybody um, who like mecha anime and like ones that can, can kind of like tug at your heart a little bit. This one does. It's still lighthearted, funny, and has some very serious moments. So definitely, definitely be on the lookout for that. The next one is Neon Genesis Ebelon. This one came out in like way, way back in the days while we were still like kids if it was the 90s. Um, 
So this one came out in 1995 to 1996. Um, I'm going to be honest. I haven't really truly sat down and really fully watched all of it. I watched like bits and pieces of it. So it's definitely something that I need to sit down and watch. But side note is that when I was stationed in Japan and I lived in Japan for a little bit, so um, for a little bit, I definitely managed to ride one of the trains on it that was based off this series. And it was pretty cool because before it could even start, it literally just pretty much, pretty much had like an intro to it before we even left for the ride. So it was kind of cool, which is why I definitely need to go ahead and watch this anime so I can get a better understanding and appreciation for the train. But you guys, so but sorry, hold on, guys. So, for Neon Genesis Evalon, in the year 2015, the world stands on the brink of destruction. Humanity last hope lies on the hands of Neri, a special agency under the United Nations of the Ender Evalon giant machine capable of defeating the angel who herald for her earth ruins. Iriki. Head of the organization sees compatible pilots who can synchronize with the Evalons and realize their true potential. Aiding in this defense endeavor are talented personnel Masoto, head of technical operation, and Risco, chief science. Face to face with his father for the first time in 14 years, Iriki average life is irreversible change when he is whisked away into the depths of Nervy. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. Like I said, I'm still under the weather. And we'll continue. And into the herring new destiny, he must become a pilot, Evalon Unit 01, with the fate of mankind on his shoulder. So, that's pretty much the synopsis of that one. I definitely, definitely got to check it out because it seemed pretty good. I'm surprised. I mean, I really am surprised that I haven't truly, truly started from the beginning. Like I said, I only seen bits and pieces. And it came out in 1995 and 96, and I was still kind of young. I haven't really truly tapped into anime until like the early 2000s, as I started knowing what was anime and stuff like that. Moving down onto the list is Cole Giaz. Now, if you guys heard my podcast, I really truly don't have to say anything about Cole Giaz. But you guys should know that I am a big fan of Code Geass. And yes, Code Geass is a very emotional anime. It definitely deals with mech. So that's what I like about it. Because, you know, most mech anime is kind of basic. Everything's mech with no kind of story. Well, not definitely. Well, not most of them. Some of them are. But, like, Code Geass is one with a really heart on a story more than the mech. But it still have mechs to do the fighting. Which I really like. But anyway, so for those of you who haven't seen or heard my channel and still new, I'm going to go ahead and say what Kogi is. So in the year 2010, the Holy Emperor of Britannia is established as a dominant military nation, starting with the conquest of Japan, which they renamed Area 11. After its swift defeat, Japan has seen significant resistance against these tyrants in an attempt to regain independence. Lelouch Exile Prince of Britannia unfortunately finds himself caught in a crossfire between the two nations armed forces. He is able to escape, however, thanks to the timely 
and parents of a mysterious girl named CC who bestowed upon him Gios, the power of kings. Realizing the vast potential of his newfound power and absolute obedience, of absolute obedience, Lelouch embarked upon a perilous journey as the mass vigilante known as Zero, leading a merciless onslaught against Britannia in order to revenge once and for all. Well, to get his revenge once and for all. So, like I said, I love Code Geass. I will always, 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 always recommend Code Geass to those who haven't seen Code Geass. The reason why is, like I said, the story is in depth. The character development is there for majority of the characters. It might not be your favorite character they might not go in depth to, but majority of them have in-depth, you know, pretty much in-depth in depth stories and some type of back history. But moving on, next is Aruka 7. A lot of you guys will probably remember this. This show showed around 2005, 2006. Like I said, it's one of the, one of those anime that kind of led into me watching anime. Cause I remember trying to stay up some nights watching this anime. I never really truly got a chance to watch all of it. But for the majority of it that I did watch, I must admit, I do truly enjoy in watching. So, Eureka 7 is apart, apart from a hovering board, 14-year-old Renton find his life boring until a large LFO robot called Nervash crashed into his room one day without warning. The pilot LFO is a beautiful young girl named Eruka who has come to have the, her LFO service in the garage run by his family. But following her are the Geeko State, a small band of guerrilla fighters and a United Federation Force KLF unit. So pretty much, you pretty much go on a journey with Aruka and Renton as they go on their journey, and you get to see other stuff. Like I said, I have, it's been a while since I watched this. So I definitely have to go back and rewatch it again. But this manga is not, not manga. This anime is nothing but excellent because a lot of people know Aruka Seven a lot. It, clearly, the story is really great. And everything like that. Just because I don't remember it fully, I'm pretty bad. I ain't gonna lie, I pretty have pretty bad memory. Unless it really, truly, 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 truly something I love. But all otherwise, I would definitely recommend this anime to anybody who want to see a, a mecha anime. Next is Al Noah Zero. This one's a little more new, even though it's three years old or four years old now. It's it came out in 2014. Uh, I remember watching it on Noah Zero because it had it on Netflix and I binge watched it, binge watched the series. It was pretty good. Low key, I kind of want them to have another season, but I don't know what it would be about for the most part. But anyway, that's how I, I would say Oh Noah Zero is definitely something I would recommend. If you have Netflix, it's still up there. They do have English and Japanese, though, for those of you who like English and those of you who like Japanese. Majority, almost everything I said on here have English and Japanese dubs. So, you guys can watch it however you like. I know there's some people who like Japanese and there's some people who like English. If you're like me, I like watching my show in Japanese and then I watch it in English. Why? Because sometimes I feel like I don't get grasped it sometimes. Not because it's in Japanese, but I'm trying to read and get an understanding of it and I miss something important. 
And then other times, just for leisure, like if I'm eating pizza, I kind of don't want to take the time and try to read my subtitle. I just want to enjoy my pizza and watch the anime, so I watch the English stuff. So give or take um, whatever one you like. But anyway, we're going to move on. So I know a zero is the discovery of a hypergate on the moon once allowed the human's race to teleport to Mars. Those who choose to settle there unearth a technology far more advanced than that of their home planet, which they named Alnoa. This discovery led to the founding of the, the Verge Empire of Mars and declaration of war against the Terrans. Those who stay behind on Earth. So pretty much Mar people who live in Mars are trying to fight the people on Earth. Kind of sound familiar in a way if you think about it. The people who came from Europe and settled on America. And then eventually they want to be their own country and so on and so forth. But anyway, we're going to move on. However, a battle on the moon later called Heavenfall caused the hypergate to explode, destroying the moon and leading... The two planets to establish an uneasy ceasefire. Their peace was was a fragile one. However, 15 years later, high school student Inaho, yeah, that's how you say Inaho, witnessed the plotted assassination of Ver's Empire Princess Alicia. Alicia, I'm probably saying her name wrong. Sorry, guys. Who had come to Earth in hopes of repairing the relationship between the Empire and its homeland? The ceasefire is shattered. And the Martians declare war on the Terran once again. In the face of this insolvable enemy, Inaho and his friends must now fight against the Verge Empire to settle this war once and for all. So, like I said, this anime is amazing, pretty good storytelling. I really enjoy it from start to finish. Like I said, I've been watched this all. I pretty much been watched this all. Oh, what day was that? I don't even know. In like, in a week or two. I don't know. Depends how you binge watch. But all I know is I was just constantly binge watching it at nighttime. So, anyway. Moving on. Uh, uh, the next one is Majestic Prince. I have the series of this one. I really like this series. And if they really wanted to, they could come out with a season three. I'll be happy with a season three of it. Because I believe it's only two series. So, like I said, in the future, it can always come out with new ones. But until now, there's no, there has been no news about it coming out or anything like that for another season. But anyway, we're going to move on along. So, in the latter half of the 21st century, humans leave the Earth and begin to live in space. In order to adapt to the environment in space and deal with the hostile in Jupiter, genetically engineered children called Prince, are artificially raised and trained to be pilot and armed robot, advanced high standard multi-purpose battle device. This this is the story of a teenage prince named Hitachi Oizuru, who studies in the academic city of Granville. So, pretty much there is kind of like the same thing of the last series that I recommend to you guys, which was I don't know it. So pretty much, eventually, people leaving Earth. They, um, if you notice, that's kind of like a trend with mecha anime. They either leave an earth or the stain, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, so, yeah, so pretty much on that one is you got your, the main character, Hitachi, is pretty much, he runs into the princess or whatever, and they kind of form a relationship, and the princess 
I'm going a little more in depth than what that synopsis is. So, the princess and her so-called family think that the princess is either dead or captured, and they're trying to fight, fight the um, Hitachi and his crew, and try to get domination. And so, so you kind of watch Hitachi and his crew get better. So, the thing about Hitachi and his crew is they were known as like the worst crew of them all, but for some reason they were cap- compatible of you know, getting these so-called weapons of kind of like mechas. They are mechas, pretty much. But for the most part, they call ASBIV, like I said, Advanced High Standard Multi-Purpose Battle Device. Um, kind of a dumb name for them. I'm not even going to lie. But anyway, so their crew are known as the worst ones, and a lot of their friends, or so-called friends, were shocked that they were even chosen for this, but... It don't matter. You got chosen and they became pilots because they were compatible. And throughout the series, you kind of watch Hitachi and his crew like get better and better and become more and more teammates. So you kind of watch them struggling and watch them all fall out. And so, but it's a pretty good series. Overall, I definitely will recommend watching it. So my next one is, will be, Buddy Complex. So <clears throat> I remember watching this series. It was really good, surprisingly. I never even heard of it. I just stumbled upon it one day and realized, oh, okay, so this series is it's pretty good. I, I like it. Um, so pretty much Buddy Complex is when an ordinary high school student, Eba Oba Watase, is suddenly targeted by a giant robot named, uh, known as Valancer. He is saved by a mysterious classmate named Hina. After revealing that she and their robotic enemy are from the future, Hina suddenly propels Oba 70 years for, in order to prevent his death. Upon arrival, Oba finds himself in the cockpit of a Valancer called Luxon. Stuck in the midst of a firefight between military force of the Free Pack Alliance and Zogia Republic. After he shows high capacity with the FPA pilot named Duo, the two perform a successful coupling, allowing them to share experience and subsequently increasing their compatibilities and skill. Although Oba, Aoba is able to survive this unexpected battle, he is taken into custody by the FPA ship Singus, uh, Singus I'm probably saying it wrong, who wishes to interrogate him. While the student's main concern is whether he is ever be able to return home, what he doesn't realize is that he is about to get caught up in a war to protect the world. So, this anime of Mecha is definitely different, even though all of them are technically based in the future. Pretty much, this one was basically the guy was able to come back from the past, he's from the past, and get shot to the future. And pretty much don't know what's going on, don't know anything, all he knows he's in a robot, and there's this thing that called the coupling system, and everything like that. I found this concept pretty interesting, taking somebody from the past and moving into the future, because not a lot of mecha animes do that, so they kind of either just write off, start off from the future, or write off, start off from the past. So this one automatically is different from it. I pretty much enjoy it. I remember watching this series a while back and thought it was a really good series. Apparently there's an ending version of it that I need to go find. Because the the way it ended kind of left me with some questions. So 
I'm definitely going to do some research on it, and I'm definitely going to put it on my Twitter for those of you who's interested in watching that. So, on that one. Next one is Darling of the Franks. This one is a newer one that is currently still showing as we know it right now. So, this one is in the distant future. Humanity has been driven to near extinction by a giant beast known as Kluxosaurus, forcing the surviving humans to take refuge in a massive fortress city called Plantation. Children raised here are trained to be pilot giant mechas known as Franks, the only weapon known to be affected against the Kluxosaurus. So, pretty much the Franks are big robots that can that can fight these big monsters or whatever you want to call the Kluxosaurus. Pretty much you need a guy and a girl partner. The guy is the controller and the girl is kind of like also the controller. It's weird pretty much for the most part. But <coughs> sorry about that. It's a really good anime for it. But anyway, we're going to keep moving on. We're going to have the only weapon known to be affected against the Kluxosaurus. In a boy-girl pair bred from the sole purpose of powering these machines, these children know nothing of the outside world and are only able to prove their existence by defending their race. Hero, an aspiring Frank's pilot, had lost his motivation and self-confidence after failing to aptitude test, the aptitude test. Skipping out on his class graduation ceremony, Hero retreats to the forest lake where he encounters a mysterious girl with two horns growing out of her head. She introduced herself as codenamed Zero Two which is known to belong to an infamous Frank's pilot known as the Partner Killer. Before Hero can um, distinguish the encounter, digest the encounter, I mean, sorry, digest the encounter, the plantation is rocked by a sudden collective stories attack. Zero Two engaged the creature in her Frank's, but it is heavily damaged in the skirmish and crashed near Hero. Finding her partner dead, Zero Two invites Hero to pilot the mecha with her, and the duo easily defeat the Kluxosaurus in the ensuring fight. With new partner by his side, Hero has been given a chance of redemption for his past failures, but at what cost? So pretty much for the most part, this show, like I say, is still going on. So Hero is the main character. He failed to connect with his past character because <clears throat> there's a certain like connection you're supposed to have to be able to control these Franks, and if they don't compatible, compatible, not much is known of what happened to them, but all I know is they get sent away, pretty much. But Hero got lucky, and he ran into Zero Two, and Zero Two, who's known as partner killer, is known like no partner can ride with her no more than three times. So if, the, if that partner ride with her three times, they end up dead, pretty much, for the most part. And Heroes is the exception. Shocker there, not really, but that's what it is for that one. So, this one is like I said, still going, so you still a chance to binge watch it. They're on, I think they're on episode 23 now, so you guys can go ahead and just rush and try to read everything as much as you can. I definitely would recommend this one to anybody who's interested in it. So, this next one, Star Diver, I definitely need to go take a look at it and see. Uh, I was reading the synopsis of it, and I was intrigued of it. So this one's going to be on my list as something to watch. Uh, so pretty much next is um, Star Diver. Deep breath, the surface on a, a southern cross island. A mysterious organization known as the Glittering Crux 
Brigade frequently gathers in their underground fortress. The group is particularly interested in side bodies, a stone giants which can transform into massive fighting humanoids, but only in a realm known as Zero Time. By finding and shattering the seal of the island, four seal maidens, glitter crux, crooks, or whatever you're saying, hopes to break free of Zero Time and use the side bodies anywhere they please. One night, a young man named Takito watched up on the island shore and rescued by Sugutas and his fiance Wako, one of the island seal maiden. After he awakens, Takito, Takito quickly befriends the two and proceeds to enroll at the local academy where many of his fellow students are secretly members of the Glitter Crux. However, Takato holds a secret when in zero time he can utilize a side body of, side body of his own known as the Tyburn. In the fourth battle, Takato and Tyburn will be the key preventing Glitter Crux from shattering Wako Steel and releasing, well, realizing the ne nefarious ambition. So, pretty much sums that one up. So, yeah, like I said, not much is known of this one for me, but it's definitely something that I'm willing to watch because it sounds pretty interesting and I definitely am interested in knowing what's, this, what's more about this anime for the most part. But anyway, we're going to move to my last one before I give you guys this crazy news that I just found out. Um, so the last one is Voltron. Okay. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Voltron. Voltron been around. It was between Voltron and Zynga Z. And truthfully, I'm going to put them both on there as number 10 and 11, technically. So whichever one on my list. I know I said I was just going to do 10, but Voltron Mazinga. Mazinga is one of the grandfather of it all. Pretty much the first one to ever had a human being a pilot. So that's pretty, let's say something about it, you know, having a human as a pilot. That's pretty, pretty impressive to be one of the first anime of it. I remember going and seeing Mazinga Z and I definitely was interested in it all. And the story and the concept was really good. My dad watched it as a kid, and my dad is the one that kind of got me into watching these type of anime with him. So, truthfully, it all came from my dad. But anyway, so, Voltron, it truthfully is one of like the OG classic, which I'm surprised they have not yet decided to put out a movie version of it. I'm still waiting for it to be a movie version. There's a new version on Netflix. It had different version of the series. Because you got, you got the current one, Voltron Legendary Defender. Then you have Voltron Force. Then you have Voltron the Third Dimension. Then you got um, Voltron Lion one, the one that I saw, Go Lion or whatever you want to call it. Then you have um, Vehicle Voltron. Like I say, so Voltron is one of those OG ones that have multiple different series. But all of them are really good, each to their own, depending on which one you want to see. The one on Netflix is actually really good. So I would recommend that. Like so, um, same with Mazinga. Mazinga has, or Mazinga, or I call it Mazinga, I guess, because my dad. But anyway, <clears throat> Mazinga had different version of it. They got the original Mazinga. Then you got Mazinga Z and all that. And then you got the Mazinga Kaiser, Grinzinger. Depending on where you're at, I'm pretty sure the name changes. But anyway, it's still a really good series for everybody to watch. 
and everything. Like I said, these are pretty much my top, one of these top mecha series that are pretty good that are outside the name of Gundam that I would recommend people to watch for the, far, for the most part. But for the news that I just found out, pretty much, is that Sunrise Legendary announced a live-action Gundam film. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's finally happening. A live-action Gundam film. They, it could go real right or real wrong. You know how these things can go. Like, I'm going to give you an example of a real wrong. It could go real wrong like Dragon Ball Evolution. Horrendous. Anything with anime for some reason seems to crash and burn. For some strange reason. But it, it, how it could go real right is how the series, you know, Transformer. They're robots. And they did a great, excellent job on doing Transformers. So, and seeing how Gundam is robots, I can see them doing it. The only part is the space and the fighting portion of it. Even Power Ranger did a good job with their fighting scene. It didn't look cheesy or anything like that. Well, too much. So, like I say, it could go right, real right or real wrong for this new Gundam film that they're producing. And hopefully, at least either have sticks to the story or have its own story. Not much is known yet, but be on the lookout for it. Definitely like that. You guys know the Anime Expo is this week, so I'm going to give you guys news and update on what's new on that. For the far most part. Also, if you guys are not doing that this weekend, I'm definitely going to go see Firework, the anime, the people who created, the people who created, what is that one? Name. Your name. <laughs> Sorry. The people who created your name has created this one. So I'll let you guys know my honest opinion about it and everything like that. Far and foremost. But for tomorrow, as far as that is, be prepared. Eden Zero. Pretty much, I'm going to talk about Eden Zero. Then I'm going to talk about, I believe my, my Hero Academia should be coming out tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. And as well as, because I'm behind on it, uh, Promise Neverland. For those of you who like my reviews on Promise Neverland. But for the most part, this has been your host, Anime Nerd. Talk to you guys later. Let me know what you guys are looking forward to in the summer animes. And hit me up. Thanks. Bye.